Startups join Techstars with aspirations, goals, and a vision for what they want to achieve. Fast forward three months, and Demo Day is a chance for these companies to showcase their growth and future plans. But have you ever wondered what happens behind the scenes when faced with the task of condensing all that progress into a two-minute pitch? I'm Jag Singh. I'm a serial founder and entrepreneur turned investor, and I'm also the managing director of Techstars Berlin. Welcome to the lead up, where we'll speak with one company from the current Techstars Berlin cohort in each episode. We'll find out what really goes through these founders' minds at each stage of building a business in an accelerator while preparing for the big reveal to investors and the community. I also have Umara Javid, an associate from our accelerator program, helping me here with the interview. Hi, I'm Amara. Friends call me Tinks, and I'm a former associate of Textiles London and currently a senior associate at Textiles Berlin. Today, we're speaking with the founders of Simplify, a first of its kind fintech solution providing an alternative to the $560 billion global remittance market, eliminating the need for money transfers. I'm joined by Maurice and Gregoire. Maurice, let's give the audience your elevator pitch. We empower migrants and diaspora to financially support their loved ones back home without sending money. So I'm Nigerian American and growing up, like a lot of migrant immigrant families, we didn't have a lot of money. And I had to watch my parents struggle with having to constantly send money back to Nigeria. Now, the cost of sending money was obviously an issue, but their bigger issue was the fact that they had to send money at all. It was a constant drain on our family's finances. So we started Simplify to enable the millions of people like my parents to support their loved ones back home by helping them access credit to support themselves instead of sending money. I'm joined on this journey with uh, my co-founder, Gregoire Lecomte. Gregoire, what are your responsibilities at Simplify? I'm in charge of operations and finance. So ensuring that everything is working smoothly, that our products are delivered correctly to our clients, and then we are you know, able to develop a product that serves best our customers. And Maurice, what are your responsibilities at Simplify? Yeah, so as a CEO of Simplify, my job is to lead the vision and strategy. So my day-to-day tasks involve securing strategic partnerships, developing the overall and overarching strategy that the direction of the company. We're a small team, so I'm also involved with everything <laughs> that, that goes along with trying to build a company from scratch. Gregor, we heard a little bit about Maurice's background there, but you've also got a pretty relevant background for building this sort of business. Tell me a little bit more about your motivations and, and also your background. Yeah, so I'm Swiss and spent my career in banking, starting as a credit product specialist. And so I was able to see how accessing credit can be beneficial on the financial life of individuals. And before starting Simplify, I was in charge of treasury of Baobab Group, which is one of the largest microfinance groups across Africa and China. And during a business trip in Senegal, we were watching a long line of people picking up money at a remittances shop. And we had a thought that would spark the idea for Simplify. What if the money that is being sent could be used to guarantee a loan for the people that were waiting in line? Wait, Gregoire, you're Swiss, you spent your career in banking, and then you were also head of treasury at Baobab? Like, come on, that that, that joke just writes itself. Yeah, that, that sounds like my destiny. But you both worked at the same company, then what? So we, Gregoire and I worked together in Paris for four years at Baobab Group. I was head of M&A in fintech investments, and uh, as Gregoire mentioned, he was head of funding in treasury. 
We worked together on several projects that eventually gave us the motivation to work together to create Simplify. I remember one day over a couple of glasses of wine, we started discussing the idea and it was this grand vision of let's take all the use cases of why people send money and let's replace it with other financial products that are better than sending money. And so for us, we wanted to become a global financial services platform that enables this underserved customer base to be able to access a whole suite of financial products that better improves not only the lives of their family members back home, but also their financial health as well. Wait, but that's a really ambitious goal, right? That's one of those most audacious goals that I've ever heard. Yeah, no, absolutely. But we decided to start with one piece, which was access to credit. So Gregoire and I, obviously, with our background around credit and financial inclusion and enabling access to credit, so we started to focus on what our initial industry expertise was, which was how do we uh, tackle the credit aspect of it. And for us, it, it was an, a natural step to be full-time on Simplify. So thank you for sharing how um, the company came together. It would be amazing to know when you decided to apply to Techstars, what did it feel like? What was going through your head? And how did it feel like when Jag finally sent the call saying that you've been accepted? You know, for us, we created Simplified in 2019. And after a couple of months of activities, we we wanted to you know, benefit from best-in-class accelerators, accessing mentors who can help us on our journey, helping us narrowing down what we want to do Basically, everything we need now to, to build Simplify. We are first-time entrepreneur, and it was extremely important for us to be able to access the knowledge of people who have done this in the past. And so this is, what the, this is why we, wanted to, uh, we decided to apply to Techstar Berlin. And we got extremely happy when Jack called us and, and sent us the offer to be part of this 2021 cohort. Yeah, I couldn't stop smiling. It was just like nonstop. <laughs> it's a long journey. And it's still going to be a long journey, but I'm grateful that we've had the chance to work together. So switching tack a little bit, I think many people who don't have immigrant backgrounds or don't have families in other parts of the world probably have never had to deal with money remittance or even with family abroad and and let alone their problems and money. You're right. There's a lot of people that don't really know that every year immigrants, migrants, diaspora contribute to send in $560 billion to developing countries every year. And that's just formal channels. Now, if you look at the informal channels, that number is probably closer to a trillion every year. Now, it's no coincidence that countries that receive billions of remittances also have the lowest level of credit penetration in the world. The reality on the ground is that people in developing countries struggle to access credit. In sub-Saharan Africa, over 500 million people alone can't access credit. So what ends up happening is that their family abroad in Europe or the U.S., like my family, end up filling that massive credit gap through costly money transfers when what's really needed is credit. So this is a broken and outdated model, and we are the first to fix it. So instead of sending money, our customers use Simplify to help people in their home country access affordable credit. No money is sent no fees, and their loved ones start accessing money on their own. For us, this was the really the, the shift or the transformation in the market that we wanted to bring uh, to bear with Simplify. 
You spoke a little bit about formal and informal channels there. For the listeners who may not be as aware of that distinction, could you tell us a little bit more about that? So the formal channels, you have your traditional physical agents, the big ones, such as Western Union or MoneyGram. That's when someone goes to a physical agent and provides cash that is sent to to someone in their home country. So that's been traditionally the way people send money. And then you have a lot of new fintech players that are coming in with digital solutions that allows people to send money via mobile money or bank transfers to families in their home country. So the traditional physical ones are really expensive. The fees can get as high as 10% to send money. For the new digital players, they're a bit cheaper, 2 to 3%, some maybe as high as 4%. But for example, my parents have never used any of them. They're in the informal bucket. Wait, what do you mean your parents have never used it? How have they sent money abroad? A lot of people like my parents send money through very creative ways to avoid fees. <laughs> so what they do is when someone is going back to Nigeria, everyone in the diaspora community knows, and then they send money to that, they send dollars to that person that's going to Nigeria And that person takes a ton of cash from everyone and they carry that cash physically on a plane to Nigeria and they distribute it. Now, everyone in Nigeria knows this, so you can get robbed (laughs) because they know you're carrying a bunch of cash. That's just insane. That's incredible. So we have a mobile app with a digital wallet. And so a user simply top ups their Simplify wallet and we lock the amount. And this amount is becoming a digital collateral that the borrower in the home country can use to instantly access a low interest loan. You know, no money is sent. The money stays in the wallet and they earn a small interest on it. The process is super easy. It's completed in two, three clicks only. And when the loan is repaid, the money is released in the wallet. And so they can transfer it back to their bank account. Oh, no, they can also keep it in the wallet and that haven't that so that the borrower can continue to use it to access more money, which happens a lot. So this is already being used. That's amazing. What sort of feedback have you had? Yeah, we're already live in the UK to Nigeria corridor. We already have a bunch of customers in the in the UK that are using our product to help their family members access credit. And the the feedback in a in just a limited amount of time has been overwhelming. We had one customer call our product a world-changing concept, because if you think about practically what we're doing, we've helped out. The average loan size is about 500 pounds equivalent. So we've helped a bunch of customers in the UK provide their family members in Nigeria the equivalent to 500 pounds without them having to ever send a single dime. And for our customers, they find that powerful. But you're not trying to completely replace money transfers, right? No, not at all. It's about providing a customer's base a choice, which they never had in the past. So sometimes you just need to send money for gift or basic consumptions. But what we do at Simplify, we focus on use cases where money is traditionally sent to support business activities or to help with the short-term liquidity needs on an emergency funding or the common, can you lend me money request? You know, if you look at the UN estimate that the volume of those use cases at $140 billion per annum. So it's a massive opportunity for us. For our listeners out there, Mentor Madness is that period where companies meet many mentors in a very short period of time. And that happens in in the early part of the program, usually in the first couple of weeks. And then we have Demo Day at the very end of the program. 
what were the learnings and, and how did you position the company based on what you'd learned with the mentors and how you engage with the mentors all the way up to demo day? Mentor madness was extremely helpful. I think, to be honest, we struggled on how to tell our story and our pitch and how to describe our product because we're the first to ever do it. And there is an element of having to explain context <laughs> as to why this is important. And so what we learned from Techstars and from the Mentor Madness process is that the best way to explain it is to tell a story, to show an example of how your product can be used and the problem it's solving and how it can impact. And so going through the Mentor Madness and the Techstar process helped us refine that story. And I think we're at a place where we feel like we're able to deliver that story in a way that resonates with people. It's incredibly inspiring. And if your product is changing people's lives, then surely there's a business that can be wrapped around that. What's the business model here? Yeah, so unlike remittance companies, we don't charge our customers fees because we generate our fees from our lending partners. This is this is more than saving people transfer fees. We're actually changing our customers' lives and the lives of their families that they're supporting. So yes, the fact that our customers don't pay fees or FX costs is valuable, but that's not the biggest value for them. It's about improving their financial security by helping them save more of their money instead of sending it, while also empowering the people and in their family and communities back home to transform their financial well-being on their own. It's a win-win solution. So what's really powerful for us is that by providing one collateral, they're borrower or loved one back home can get continuous access to, to capital, to cash when they need it. For example, Leonard, he's one of our many repeat customers in the UK. He couldn't afford to keep sending his brother in Nigeria money to support his small business. So he decided to try Simplify. He started with one collateral. His brother got a low interest loan from one of our bank partners within 24 hours to grow his business. And his brother in turn paid that loan back early. After that, Leonard was sold. He no longer sends money. And he's used that same one collateral to help his brother secure additional loans to continue to grow the business. So not only have we saved Leonard a bunch of money, it's transformed his brother's business and livelihood to the point where Leonard is now starting to get involved in the business himself. And for us, that's a powerful impact that sending money will never be able to uh, solve. So we partner with banks and microfinance institutions in the in Nigeria and other countries we operate in. And they're the ones that actually issue the loan. And we generate a fee from them for each loan that's transacted through our platform. And as you think about scaling this up, there's how many Leonard's are there in the UK alone? So it, it, it depends on formal or informal. <laughs> So we're back um, to more informal. <laughs> in the, the numbers vary in the UK. So it could anywhere from 250,000 to 500,000 in the UK alone. But for us, the UK and Nigeria are just a starting point. There's Nigerians across the world, Europe, North America, Middle East that are sending money back to Nigeria to support their family. So we intend to scale our solution to, to them as well. So just we will be going beyond the UK. Firstly, tell us a little bit more about how the UN is supporting you. And, and secondly, why do you think that's relevant? Why do you think that's important? So we signed a partnership with the United Nations Capital Development Funds. You know, the grant, the partnership application was last year. 
you know, during COVID and they were basically looking for innovative solutions that can help migrants continue to home during these special COVID time. And they love that solutions. They have endorsed what we are doing because they see this as a very you know, innovative way to empower migrants around the world not to send money to support their, their relatives back home. And so we signed a partnership with them in October last year and they're extremely supportive in our country expansions and they will they're also providing the expertise to help us providing financial literacy to our clients as we said it's a new product that need education and they are doing a lot of expertise on this and of course all their all their network so it's no easy feat for an early stage startup to get the backing of a un agency for the listeners out there who might be interested in following in a similar path and securing a partnership or endorsement what were the things that Simplify did? So first, being very clear how we articulate our partnership requests to them, showing how we can collaborate and be a long-term partner with them because this is what you know this is what they are looking for. But it's also showing and telling them who is working with us. And so, since the beginning of our journey, we have a former Western Union senior Western Union executive who is basically helping us and bring, you know, pro- providing a, a ton of value. We found, you know, we found him on, on, on LinkedIn. We sent him a, a product video and he replied immediately with, uh, it's a good idea, but it's hard. And so we had the first call, we met in person and he really liked the idea of going beyond just sending money on how you can empower the life of people not sending money. And since these days, he's helping us a lot with how can we reach our clients? How can we find them? What the best way for us to also improve our product so that it can fit the needs of our clients. How would you characterize Simplify's progress over the last three months? Yeah, there's been tremendous growth in the business the last three months. We're in a unique situation because we're the first to ever do what we're doing. We're the first to offer our solution. And it comes with its own unique set of challenges. There's a lot of things that we've had to be the first to do or convince people to do, whether it's partners, stakeholders, etc., And even from a customer standpoint, there's a shift in customer behavior we are ushering in, and it takes some time, and you have to be smart and creative about how you do it. And that's where Techstar's involvement, the mentors, their expertise has been really valuable in helping us through those unique set of challenges of launching, of of having a product that didn't exist on the market. So we've seen the company get to a point where we are clear and articulate in like our messaging, our positioning, and we've created a product that's that resonates with customers. And that's all been because of the feedback and the the support and guidance we've gotten. For our listeners out there, my recommendation for a good demo day pitch length is between 60 and 90 seconds. Maurice, given all the progress that you just talked about, I'm curious how you thought about what you wanted to include in the actual pitch. And what were the things that you left out? We had to leave out quite a number of things so we can focus more on where the business is today. We didn't want to be too forward-looking. We've been able to basically create a new marketing category in a short amount of time. So we wanted to focus more on what we've been able to build as opposed to talking too much about what we plan to do. For example, we had to leave out details about our expansion into the France to Senegal corridor that we are doing in partnership with the United Nations Capital Development Fund. We'll be launching with one of the biggest microfinance banks in Senegal later this year. 
Francophone Africa is a big opportunity for us, and we will be getting a strong foothold in the region with the support of the UN. We also left out a slide on our product roadmap, which laid out additional features we plan to launch later this year. There's a couple of really cool features um, that we will be rolling out, such as a social sharing feature that allows multiple people to back someone on a loan. This is an important feature because it allows us to digitize what's already happening informally. People in migrant and diaspora communities pull in their funds to help their communities back home but will enable them to do so with less friction and greater impact, basically allowing everyone to chip in to do more. For example, me in London, my sister in Denver, and my brother in Washington, D.C. can all seamlessly back a single family member in Nigeria on a loan. Social sharing allows users to share the risk, helping them save even more money, while having a bigger impact on the people they are supporting back home. Long term, we hope to enable communities to use our platform to group finance large projects in their home country that can go a long way to transform the economic well-being of the broader community, again, without having to send money to do so. We also left out our lending partner pipeline. Lending partners are our customers as well. They are the regulated institutions that issue the loans to borrowers in the home countries we operate in. There's a lot we can talk about, but we decided to just focus on the product as is today. Gregor, funnily enough, this is the third consecutive program where we've had one of our founders become a dad. Two years ago, one of the CEOs welcomed a kid into his family right in the middle of Mentor Madness. Last year, it was pretty much the same. And this year, the same. Tell us a little bit about the support structures that you've built around yourself. You're a co-founder and it's vital to the proper functioning of this company. Yeah, so my baby girl was born. It's an exciting event on, on, on my life. And I was a bit afraid at the beginning, how can I manage properly the new life of being a, a father, also managing the life here, you know, with the family, my wife, how we can organize and also ensuring that the work with, with Simplify especially can continue properly and being also about the accelerator with all the additional work and call that we have. And this is where there is a high value of having co-founders. And I think Maurice's support on during these months was extremely helpful of also being able to be together. And for me, this is also where you recognize that you are with the right business partners and co-founders because when I'm busy changing diapers of getting the baby for a walk, that you that I can you know fully count on him on ensuring that that things goes well with with simplify and also on my wife to take care of the baby while I'm, I'm busy with, with with the business it also provide me some perspective because even like during difficult days and weeks where I'm stressed and you, you got to manage so many things then I have to keep in mind that Gregoire is doing this and he has a newborn baby so <laughs> I can't complain so much I remember you were also stuck in Nigeria for a certain length of the program at the same time. Yeah, I originally came to Nigeria for a business trip end of January, and it was supposed to be two weeks. And with everything that was happening in COVID, with COVID, I ended up staying for over two months. But being in Nigeria was also helpful because our customers are in Nigeria. And being on the ground, meeting with our partners, our lending partners in Nigeria on a regular basis gave us an opportunity to fine tune certain aspects of our business model, because now you get to sit face to face and get things done 
You also get to understand, better understand the pulse on the ground, understand the customers better, users better in Nigeria, and their, why people are borrowing money, what the, the economic situation is there. So it was really beneficial to be on the ground. And we just had to work harder in, in the whole remote thing to make sure that we still had a seamless and continuous um, operation going on. Every startup has that challenge where they're trying to establish credibility. They're trying to get their customers to trust them. They're trying to get their partners to trust them. How did you go about doing this? And you've spoken a little bit about the UN giving you endorsement, partnering with you, but is that enough? Yeah, trust is a huge factor for our customer base, probably the number one. And so we had that hard challenge of being a small company doing something no one's ever heard of to build the trust in the community. And so one of the ways we tried to address that was aligning ourselves with trusted brands and trusted organizations that gave us that credibility, provided that credibility with our customer base. So the UN being a huge one for us. And another one that we're extremely excited about is a partnership that we just signed with AXA, um, insurance company. It's going to be a game changer for both parties and aligning ourselves with a brand like that is going to give us the credibility among our customer base and the product that we're going to be the launching with them which we're, that we're really excited about is I believe we may be one of the first companies that will be able to bundle and offer health insurance coverage to our customers when they get a loan through us. So not just tackling access to credit, but also access to healthcare as well. Less than 1% of people in Africa have health insurance. And so we will be working with AXA to actually find an efficient way to provide it to our users in Nigeria. It also gets you one step closer to that grand ambition we were just talking about. Absolutely. it's uh, We're laying the foundation for that. Are there any myths about being in this space that you could debunk for us? I always say that everything they warn you about was true. <laughs> it's a very difficult journey. And the myth that it's this fun thing and then like you launch the app and like you have a billion customers and you're worth a trillion. No, nah. there's a lot of painstaking work that you have to go through to get a company off the ground. And you also have to get used to rejection because a lot of things aren't going to work <laughs> the way you thought it would. To add to what Maurice said, it's what I enjoy the most is that you have to be creative and thinking out of the box to, you have problems every day. And for me, they are really my problems or our problems as entrepreneurs, because it's our company, while in the past was the problem of the company. So which make first generate excitement because you can really decide what you want to do. And I think for me, this is the most valuable part of being an entrepreneur is that you are the one basically driving where you want to go. And this is what makes the journey sometimes painful because you, you, you of course, take you know, bad decisions, but then you hope that you make bad decisions only once and then you are going on the journey this way. And you must have an irrational level of belief in what you're doing. That's some strong words right there. So, Gregoire, Maurice, thanks for coming in to share, and to our audience especially, thanks for listening. Don't forget, we have nine other amazing companies from Techstars Berlin sharing their experiences in this lead-up series, a part of the Techstars Podcast Network. <laughs>